visualizing those items, visualizing the playbill with my name in it. Visualizing my name and picture on the cover of Playbill is a new one because I would love to make that acting goal come to fruition. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Goals Do Come True with me Doug Bennett and today we're going to have some fun because I'm joined by Bobby Hedgelin Taylor and he is a now I've got to get this right he's a multi-hyphenated artist right okay so what he does is he's a trapeze artist hyphen actor hyphen dancer hyphen singer hyphen acrobat hyphen impressionist, hyphen author. You're getting the gist, right? Okay, officiant. Now, I need to check out what that is. An aerial sequence choreographer, stand-up comic, a mixologist. That's something to do with alcohol, I'm sure. A teacher and a coach. So who knows where this is going to go? We, we were having a bit of a giggle before we got going. So, and I might have to spread this over three weeks, but so be it. Bobby, over to you. Tell us a little oh, bit about, more so about much. yourself. <laughs> well, I was on a recent podcast and somebody said, oh my God, you're the multi-hyphenated artist. I said, damn, I'm going to use that. Yeah. Um, by the way, an officiant, I'm a wedding officiant. So right. I am part of the clergy. <laughs> so, so I actually officiate weddings and uh, on Zoom, off Zoom, in person, with masks, social distance now, um, but it's become another art form that I've been able to be able to spread joy with. And that's Excellent. just part of my message and everything like that. First time author, yes, for, published my first book about a month ago. So I'm very pr- happy about that. The second book is coming. I want to launch it on Thanksgiving because it is a cookbook and it's a cookbook memoir. So those, so those two things are coming up. But I spent most of my adult life in the circus. So yes, I was a trapeze artist by trade. I'm in my 50s now and just had hip replacement. So not really sure I'm going to be a trapeze artist much longer. Mm. However, aerial sequence design, whenever you go to a musical or a theater show and you see somebody floating up in the air or getting on a circus apparatus, that's the kind of stuff I do. We basically tell the story through circus when you're turning the page of a script. How do we do this with the air? So I always say my canvas is midair. The human body is my paintbrush. It's, it's it, it, yes, being multi-hyphenated means you, yeah, well, there's two things. It means you'll never be broke and you'll never be without a date on Saturday night. So. That's, uh, I mean. You know, <laughs> you're always going to be. What's not to love? Exactly. What's <laughs> so, not to love? You need to tell me about your book. The one that's come out, and I've seen the picture of it. And we'll try, <laughs> we'll try and get a link. We will definitely get a link. Yes, it is available in the UK. It's in available UK and Australia. It is called hashtag shit my mama says. So this is my mom. My mother had the most amazing sense of humor, spitfire character. And if there was if there was ever a person that could have been a stand-up comic but never did, it was my mom. In fact, um, we had comedy in the house my entire youth on on vinyl and on eight track of all things, my mother would play them over and over and memorize the jokes and things like that. So there's always humor in the house. 
but anyway, my mom's my mom's quotes started when she moved in with me in 2014. She was showing showing signs of dementia, and then eventually ended up in a nursing home. So she would have these out these just ridiculous quotes, and they were hysterical. So I would share them on social media as a way to cope with the loss of a person you're watching evaporate in front of your view. And it, people were just like, oh my God, I can't believe your mother said that. And then they were following the hashtag shit my mama says. And they couldn't wait for the next one. So every time I would have a visit, mom would have something pop up and, and, it would, and I would be like on my phone recording it or writing it down. And then it became that there was this list of almost 100 quotes. Mom passed on March 21st, 2020. We believe from COVID, there were no COVID tests at that time. Um, There were a lot of people sick in her nursing home. And then the day after she passed, I woke up with COVID. So we kind of figured out that that's what Mm. was going on. You know, we were all in quarantine. I didn't have access to therapy or anything like that. But I started to write. I started to write family stories, family memories. And then I remembered that my mother had this amazing sense of humor. And so I pulled them all together and put them into this little book. We got the first um, review was the little book with a big heart. And I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of my mom. We just had her funeral on Saturday, as we were talking about before. Mm -hmm. And we're, you know, and at the gravesite, we also had five other relatives. We lost COVID, but we weren't able to, to memorialize them. So we had this mini memorial at my mom's grave, interred the ashes. We actually interred my mom in her purse. And why? Because she was always missing her purse, her keys. She always wanted nail polish. She always wanted a brush. She always wanted her glasses. And she wanted me always to bring her lipstick that wasn't red because she did not want to look like a putana. So I was like, so that was, and then I put a copy. The, the main reason I wanted the push to get this book done <clears throat> and published in July was because I wanted a book to go into her grave. So I hid it inside the purse. It wasn't a grandstanding moment. It was my personal, just my personal spot with my mom, with her ashes. And I just tucked it in and said goodbye. And, you know, it was, it was very hard, but it was my, it was just my gift. It was my, my gift, my gift back to her, my gift, her gift to me was life. And my gift back to her was making sure that her is not forgotten. Yeah. So for, you know, and um, I hit a milestone yesterday. Uh, I sold 100 books in uh, seven days. So I'm Yay. very, very, very happy about that because anybody who writes a book, you're never going to get rich. But it's nice that people are out there wanting to read this. Yeah. It's a quick read and it's a fun read and it just makes people happy. Okay. So tell us again what it's called. I it t- have called to tell hashtag. people, I have to describe it. It's Hashtag got, shit my mama says. And shit. it is it is um it is a humorous look at life while dealing with dementia. And is that that's your mum on the front? That is my mom. That right. is her, and for everybody that is her that's listening, finger. she's given the finger. She's given the finger to the nurse who told her to take her medication. <laughs> and um <laughs> What a spirit. What a spirit. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the very last photo of, of mom in the book is her doing the double flip over the shoulder. <laughs> so, so, you know, uh, that's the kind of person she was. And I am so grateful that I got this time with her. We've got some questions, sure. right? Because this is, you know, this is a goal setting um, yes. podcast. So, and you like the questions. So, um, I did. so 
Where, where does it fit in with you? I mean, you know, when did you first come across goals and and what sort of difference has it made to you over the years? Goals in general are, are very powerful. And <clears throat> when you write them down, when you see them every day, I have them on my desk, actually. They're different. They're, they're little cards that I write. But this one is like regular writing lifts self-esteem, helps you achieve goals and relieve stress. So regular writing. I write stuff down. I wrote most of my two, I have two books, by the way, the second book is coming out, the cookbook, but I wrote it on my phone. I wrote it in the notes section. I would sit here and auto dictate, just auto uh, walking around the apartment, trying to remember those different moments, mind mapping, where yes, you, take, you take a topic and then you just start writing in a circle around it, everything about that topic. It gives you, it gets it out of your head and puts it into a focus. And I did that with every chapter, actually. It helps you figure out, like, for, for the cookbook, like, what stories to put where, what recipes to put where. You know, my first words, I don't know about language on your podcast, but my first words were fucking reindeer. So I had to figure out, where do I put the story of my first words? So the Christmas cookie recipes, of course, you, you know, because <laughs> my first words were at Christmas time, and I said, fucking reindeer. <laughs> so um, goals in general... Like uh, uh, we were talking before, it wasn't until I went online and looked for a template that I could try to make my book cover and I made like mock-ups and then you visualize that as well. Visualization of holding your book in your hand for now, now my two books in my hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you visualize it and you feel like you, and you almost feel the sensation or the weight of the book in your hand Yeah. or the first thing I, you know, like one goal that came to me sort of in a backhanded way, if you see this, this playbill right here, this Mm -hmm. is a Broadway production of the musical Chaplin. Yeah. Um, So these are my, my, my Broadway shows that I've worked on. So the playbill was always in my youth going to the theater and Broadway was huge. We, you know, we were in Pennsylvania, you drive to New York, you're going into this big city, you get into the theater that there's the overture, there's the, you know, the style that all those sounds, then you open the playbill before the, the, the lights go down and you read about the cast. And it wasn't until I opened that playbill and found my name in it with my bio. Now, granted, I was not performing. So this is the difference. Um, you know, your goals, you have to be specific because I wanted a I wanted Broadway credits, but I also wanted to perform on Broadway. So, you know, but I got my Broadway credits sort of in a backhanded way mm-hmm. um, by being a designer. So for Chaplin, I was the tightrope coach. There's a scene, Charlie Chaplin actually taught himself how to walk a tightrope for the, mu- for the um, silent movie, I believe it's called Circus. So I taught the lead actor and his understudies how to walk a tightrope. And so that became sort of the first, you know, the first like, oh my God, my name is in a playbill, visualizing that for over 30 years. Wow. I wasn't specific enough. The universe has a sense of humor. So does autocorrect. (laughs) Autocorrect has has the strangest, um, uh, you know, so um, you have to make sure you go back in and reread it because it makes up it makes up its own its own ideas. So you have to be yes. careful about. Yeah, um, yeah. There are many. Be careful what you wish for. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I got some things I was writing, and I was I was just rambling on about the subject, and then I was like, "Well, what does a carrot have to do with a sunflower? <laughs> what? Huh? I, I I was like, I I don't know. Anyway, long story longer. 
visualizing those items, visualizing the playbill with my name in it, visualizing my name and picture on the cover of playbill is a new one because I would love to make that acting goal come to fruition. There are so many things you can do in New York as an actor, but there are also 150 to 200,000 unemployed actors. So, you know, I also have different, different hands in different parts of the theatrical world. So I'm still in theater. I just don't go to classes every day and I don't audition every day. I'm also, like I said, I'm in my fifties. There's different roles. I can't Mm -hmm. play an ingenue. I can't play, you know, a young, a young, uh, you know, character anymore. Mm -hmm. So where do I fit in? Where does my voice fit in? What is my, you know, what can I sing? You know, and there, there, there are many different variables to being a professional actor. And I learned that, you know, in New York, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere is very much our saying. And you have to be multi-hyphenated to work and live in New York if you want to be in the theater. Um, you just have to. You have to have something to fall back on. You have to have some way to support yourself. During the pandemic, I did stand up on Zoom and got paid for it. I did voiceovers on Zoom and got paid for it. I recorded a voiceover in my bedroom and got paid for it. I wrote two books. I officiated six weddings on Zoom and in person. But that was a way to make extra cash mm-hmm. during a global pandemic when everything is shut down. And so you have to be multi-hyphenated in, in life in general. There's, you know, I'm glad that I have these two books now because I never thought I would ever be an author. I've never been a chef. I've never been an author. I've never been an editor, but I wrote a cookbook and I wrote mom's book of quotes. So, you know, I, I, you, you, you find ways to do it and you find ways to make it happen for you. Just the stars align sometimes. And one year ago today, I was in a self-publishing weekend of workshops that I, that I was like, I, if I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. I need to know about self-publishing. Self-publishing is the new thing. Mm-hmm. You, you're not fighting to find an agent anymore. Mm-hmm. The only people who use agents anymore are celebrities. And they're the only ones that are getting the book deals for the memoirs, for the cookbooks, for the cooking shows. So yeah. you've got to be, you've got to be your own editor. You've got to be your own publicist. You've got to be your, you, you've got to do it all yourself. And there are ways to do it. And yeah, and, and, um, self publishing was a huge, huge undertaking, but is so rewarding when you see, when you, when you really figure out how easy it actually is to self publish now. So if anybody has a book idea, I encourage you go out there, write it down, mind map it, write it. Get your first manuscript. I don't care how crappy it looks. I don't care what it, you know, get, get it on paper, get it on, on your, on paper, on your computer. <clears throat> but I also found too, printing out my book as I, as I, as I write it, even if it's not edited, the feel of the turn of the pages mm-hmm. is something, is something very spiritual and very, you know, it's that sense memory kind of thing, like holding your book, holding this book in my hands right now, like, I envisioned, I imagined it and I felt it. And it was like, like no other thing. I was like, this is what this project is. I know what it is. It yeah. is not a New York times bestseller. If it happens, great. I know what it is. There's a Goethe quote and I'm going to paraphrase it and it's going to sound horrible. But at the moment of commitment, the subconscious conspires to assist you. It's yeah. something like that. Yeah. But I've always had that quote in my head and I don't know why, but it was Barbara Streisand who said the quote on somebody's 
interview. I don't know why, but, but it was her quote that, that was like, when you put something in your mind, the universe conspired to help me. Just like we were talking about, hey, our cell phones know everything about you. Well, the universe is kind of like your your cell tower for goals. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because when you tap into that and you put that energy up there, and, and I say up because, you know, it, it's something. It is out there. It is out there. It is out there. You tap into it and it really rings true that you hit a wavelength. There's some kind of a wave that comes over. I recorded the last hit of the keyboard to publish the book. I recorded it on my phone and video. And then I recorded me opening um, the very first book. Now, this is what the book looks like when it comes in. See how it has that strip across, mm-hmm. not for resale. So this is your proof book. So this yeah. is so this is the book you get that you can say, oh, I got the book. I looked at it. It's okay. You can keep selling it. Or you start to announce that it's available. But when that book came... I was in the hallway, I ripped it open and started to cry. Mm-hmm. And it was just because it was there in my hands. Mm-hmm. And the same way with like these playbills, just, you know, dancing and all these things that come to you. You know, when you're, when you're a poor kid from Pennsylvania, everybody wants you to get married, have kids and work at a restaurant or mm-hmm. a gas station to not go to college. They just want you to just, just, not that, there's, not that those things are bad. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, my mother was not, my mother never finished high school. She never went to college. But her goal was to be a mom. And she had one of the hardest times conceiving, my brother and I. Because at the time, in the 1950s, there, was no, there were no treatments for infertility. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until the 60s that they started using hormonal therapy. And then after seven, eight years of marriage... My brother came along and then I came along right after that. So it was, it, we were miracle kids because mm-hmm. she wanted kids so bad. She wanted a family so bad. She wanted that family to grow. And that was so important to her. And because she was, you know, that was her goal, she reached it and mm-hmm. she found a way. So it's just normal that in my head, here we are in, you know, talking about how I made this book happen. She made me happen. You know, in the same way, I have my mother's, uh, my mother's essence. And that's what I love about the idea of goal setting. And, you know, I have too many goals sometimes. So I have yeah. to really be careful um, because then you confuse the internet, you confuse the world, and then you don't get anything. Or they take so long to, because you <laughs> to come take, true. To yeah. come to, because you take pivots and there's yeah. pivots in life. You know, uh, I wanted to be a great trapeze artist when I started. I, I was a good trapeze artist. I toured all over the country. I performed everywhere in shows, nightclubs. I did all that, but I never did the big shows. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, I'm a piece with that. I'm a piece with that. That, But that may, that may still happen. I just may not be a trapeze artist in those shows. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to remember that no matter where you are, you're still able to have goals. Like you could be 99 years old and say, oh, I've done all enough. No, you haven't done it all. And you still have time. So I always look at the, there's another quote that is your inbox is always full. So it doesn't matter what you do. Your inbox on you is always going to be full. There's always going to be something to do the next day. And if yeah. it's not, if you can't find something to do, make something to do. Another, another great book by Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. 
Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah. It gets a mention in my, I've got a new book coming oh, out yeah. myself. And uh, it's a, it's on the list of 15 must reads. Yes. You know, yes. And, and, and um, people say that there's Bristol. a clue in there. There's a clue yes. in there, but, but, well, you have to read it to find yeah. it. Yeah. But it, it, but it is, it does ring true. And there's also, um, excuse me, your life is waiting is another great book. Wow. And it's about the power of feeling feelings of what it's like to open up your book. I felt those feelings before it happened. Mm. I felt those feel, I like, I feel the feelings of seeing my first cookbook. I felt those feelings of seeing my first cooking segment on a, on a chat show because somebody bought my book or somebody picked up my book and said, Oh my God, this is funny. This was made during the pandemic, blah, blah, blah. And you know, there's a, there's a, a director here in the, in, in the United States. And I think he was just in the UK with, uh, he, he directed and choreographed Hairspray mm-hmm. and Pretty Woman. And his name is Jerry Mitchell. And Jerry has a quote that I will never forget as long as I live. And it is, dreams don't have an expiration date. And that is what keeps me going every single day, no matter what is on my plate. You know, like today I had our, our podcast and then I have to go to work and I have to, I'm coaching an acrobat who's going into a show that's on the road. I, I have this whole day planned, but my dreams for the stuff I still want to do, more writing, directing, being on stage, performing, all those things, you know, being in front of an audience, doing, doing, doing my, 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 my comedy show, which is uh, I've been working on for a year. It's, it's called Bitter Party of 46. At the time that I wrote it, I was up to 46 impressions. Now I'm up to over 50, so it may have to be changed to yeah. bitter party of 55. I don't know. But I've been working on that. So those things don't have an expiration date. They can come up whenever I want them to. And I can focus on them whenever I want them to. That's a, that's um, a good message. That's a good message there. That Yeah, your dreams don't have an expiration date. I mean, goals are just dreams with a deadline. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I like that. I'm going to use it. <laughs> yeah, no, you're welcome. You, you're, you're welcome. Mate. You know, due I'll payment for due, yeah, no, due payment for, for for joining me today. I think we'll conclude this episode because we could carry on all day. I'm sure there's loads and loads of other stories, but you know, I think people have got to just buy the book. Absolutely, okay? I would They'll love buy that. The book, and we'll make sure that there's a connection to it and to you within the show notes so that people can reach out and, um, you know, see if we can get you to be a star on Broadway. Oh, that'd be uh, wonderful. <laughs> not that I know anybody, but you know, Hey, uh, we're putting it on, out there. Follow me on Instagram as well. At escape to ravioli mountain is my Instagram handle. And then, uh, and you'll get, you'll get tips and, and updates and things like that. I, I chat with all my people who are interested in the cookbooks. I share recipes. I cook live on Instagram. So if anybody, cool. I will cook live with anybody in, in the UK. If they want to cook live with me on Instagram, we can share, we can do a recipe, share stories. So There we go. I don't cook. Um, so. Well, now you can learn. <laughs> well, well, actually, I'll, I'll say that. There's a little story. Um, I've been married to my wife for like 21 years and I suppose it was about five or six years ago. She normally has, you know, she's going out for the evening. She'll have rustled me something up so that I, uh, you know, I don't starve. Uh, <laughs> not, not that I need to worry about starving. To be fair, she said, "Look, I haven't got time to cook you anything." I said, "Well, there's some, you know, there's some mints in the, in the fridge, isn't there?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I said, it's all right. I'll, I'll rustle myself up a, a chili. She went, sorry? <laughs> you, you'll rustle yourself up a chili? What, from, from like fresh? I said, yeah, I can do that. What? We've been married for 15 years and <laughs> that's it. So now she doesn't cook for me at all if she's going out for the evening. So I rather shot myself in the foot there. But so, uh, I, you know, I could do a chili. And when I go camping with my sons, we I, I, I cook the chili on the uh, Saturday night. Oh, see, I, I love that. And, and you know, again, you're making your own ravioli mountain, you know, as you when you when you when you teach the kids also, it's something fun to do and it engages them. And, you know. They may be able to make their own chili one day. So. Well, they, well they're, they're, they're 29 and 30. So, oh, well, so they, they really ought to. They really <laughs> yeah. ought to be able to do it now. You know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll wait and let them cook it next year. <laughs> next year. Look, Bobby, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on board this week. We might have to split the episode into a couple of shows, or we just like, you know, that's up to my team at Right Business Results. They'll 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 work out whether we if there's a space to split it and, uh, and stuff like that. You know, that. I'm happy I'm happy to come back when the cookbook's uh, uh, out as well. So you Perfect. can, you know, the, and and uh, you know, just thank you for having me and I, you know, stay yes. safe. You know, Absolutely, you too. Thank you very much for joining me. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to review and subscribe on Apple, Google or Spotify. I'd love to hear about your goals. You can share them with me at dougbennett.co.uk. 